Yeah. Coming at you. Kids with buns is the name of this. I just love the... Uh, I like the song. I like the band, too. I think they're like... They're two high school... It's just two two girls. I think that's the whole... Uh, maybe there's more people in the band, but... I think they were like best friends growing up and then became lovers. Uh, yeah. And then, and then they have this band. I like this song a lot. <laughs> anyway. I got, uh, I got 30 minutes before a meeting. And it's a meeting that I should just decline and not go to. But I, I, I seem to be incapable of doing that. It's probably the most difficult thing in my entire life has been to set boundaries. You know, like, hey, this is inconvenient for me, so I'm not going to do it. As opposed to what I always do is, oh, this is inconvenient for me, so I will, I'll switch my whole life around to accommodate you. And I don't do that so much anymore. And I'm trying to, like, you know, not care. It's not to say I'm just blowing people off. It's just you, you have so many hours in a day. You have so much energy to give in a day. And it's hard enough to do it <laughs> in the winter. Um, so, yeah, it's just, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't even know what's going on, man. There's just too much. I have too much to do, so I said, well, I got 30 minutes before this meeting, I'll do a podcast. Because I also, uh, uh, have this thing that is called, I think I just call it the waiting. If I told you, maybe I've told you about this, I don't know. It's called the waiting. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It, you can call it whatever the fuck you want. It's, uh, for some people, if you have an appointment on that day, you can't accomplish anything prior to that appointment because you can't focus on anything else except that appointment. And there's like a, there's like this maybe subconscious sort of fear that if I engage in another activity, and this is, like, a very big ADHD thing because, like, you know, the thoughts are all over the place, scattered, there's so much noise in your brain, and I'm trying, and you're trying so hard to, like, no, no, I've got this appointment at uh, 6 o'clock tonight, or whatever it might be, and you say, uh, I, I, I can't do anything else because I don't want to get just complete, you know, ADHD people can have laser-like focus if it's something that is worthwhile to focus on. Like, I, if you remember, if you go back to like, I want to say it was like May, June, I think June of 2022. I made a bunch of songs on GarageBand and I haven't touched it since then. Almost two years. And it's because I sat down and I did nothing for like a week straight except all my free time was spent on GarageBand coming up with new music. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. And I haven't done it since. Because I, there's been so much, you know, 2023 was all about buying this house, moving into this house, moving out of the apartment. That consumed pretty much the whole year. 
Not pretty. I mean, it really did. Until like September. And then you're into, you know, there's other stuff going on and whatever. <laughs> it's not to say I haven't had free time where I could have made music on the computer. It's just that I need to know that I have enough time to sit down and really get into it. And that's the thing. I don't, I haven't had a lot of that, like those big chunks of free time, like, you know. And when I do, you know what? Lately these days, I just want to sit and I want to play Alan Wake 2 <laughs> and any of the other video games, the 50,000 video games that I've started and keep trying to go back to and then I, and then I'll play like the other night I played uh, some of that new Star Wars the Jedi game that came out uh I don't know a few months ago and it's a good game if the first one was a lot of fun this one's a lot of fun uh but it, it these games annoy the shit out of me because you I'll come back and it's you know, a lot of games give you the little markers and the arrow, and it's just like, oh, that's easy. Just follow the path to get to your next objective. And this one, I'm still, I, I, I'll load my game, and I'll be like, oh, what am I doing? Where am I? Where am I supposed to be going? And I don't have time to just fucking wander around and figure it out. I really don't. I just, I need you to tell me where to go. And that's Alan Wake 2. It doesn't, it doesn't have the little hand-holding, like, follow the arrows, and you'll get to... But it does say, here's where you have to go. And and it's not like this huge, giant, open world where you're like, okay, I gotta run all over the place. It's pretty It's pretty evident where stuff is. You have your map. The map's... For, that's the other thing. The Star Wars, that Jedi, those Jedi games, if there's one thing that I absolutely hate about those games, it's the fucking map. I hate the map. Make a better map. And then EA's like, $20 and you can buy the deluxe version. It comes with different lightsabers and other bullshit. I'm like, go fucking die. Go drive... Uh, EA, uh, to the whole, to all of EA, just drive off a cliff with your fucking... Stupid fucking microtransactions and your premium deluxe bullshit. Fuck you. Says the guy who's purchased Skyrim no fewer than 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Skyrim's worth it. They made a they made a near perfect game. Like Skyrim's just one of the best. Same with Red Dead too. I have that. I don't even know how many platforms and Steam accounts, and it's on Xbox and it's on PlayStation. It's on anyway. Uh but the the waiting back to that thing. Like, so we got this meeting at noon, and you'd say, oh, you got 30 minutes. You could be productive and you could sit down and uh, maybe get some stuff done. No, I can't. Uh, maybe I could, but I'm too preoccupied with, oh, this meeting's coming up. And that doesn't mean that every single meeting I have, I'm just sitting there. But it kind of does mean that. <laughs> and uh, it sucks. Like I'll have, I'll have days where I don't have a meeting at all until like, and then there's just like one... 30 minute thing at like 4 p.m. And I, it's not that I sit there for the entirety of the day, just like, hmm, I can't get my work started until after I have this meeting. But it's, it's just one of those, it's one of those annoying things. And I work at a place that, like, God forbid we just do something without the need for a meeting. God forbid when we're done with the things that we planned to talk about that were on the meeting agenda, we just end the meeting no matter what time it is. 
Oh, we set aside an hour and only took 20 minutes? Ooh, boy, we better better do something with these 40 minutes. Oh, like let people go so they can get their work done, maybe have lunch or something? No, 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 no. Let's, let's switch topics and talk about other stuff. Okay. And those topics are asking people, where where's this? Where's that? Why? Oh, I don't know. I wonder if it's because all we do is have meetings. Anyway, I, I'm just like, I, ha I have two therapists and they're both great. And I had one of them last night and I have the other one Thursday. And after each session, I, I let out like an exhale because I'm like, whew, okay, made it through that one. Like, I, like I, like I, I treat it almost like an oral exam. Like I have to, I have to be the best therapy patient. And that's part of the fucking problem. The whole point is I'm trying to like boundaries and stuff. Like I'm a people pleaser, which is why I don't like people because I don't want to please them. And yet I feel completely compelled to please everyone. And then I let down people or I perceive to have let people down and I feel like, oh, well, we're probably not friends anymore because this person, uh, you know, sent me a text on Friday and it's Tuesday and I haven't gotten back to them. That's probably the end. They probably already have blocked me, maybe even called the police on me for being such a horrible friend. When the reality is, it's like, I ask myself, how do you feel if you text somebody on Friday and they don't get back to you until Tuesday? And I say, yeah, I guess I don't really care because like... We're, uh, we're all busy and uh, whenever you can get back to me. I mean, if it's something like, or, you know, if I'm at the grocery store and I'm texting my wife like, hey, what kind of thing am I getting? What shape egg do you want? Square or egg shaped? You know, usual grocery store question. Something like that. Obviously, yeah, you want a, a pretty instant response. You know, hey, I'm putting together a... a Deliver whatever the insta delivery cart thing. Uh, what do you need? What do you want? I'll put it in the cart or go put it in the cart. What you know, something stupid like that. Yeah, you want it, but that's that's a very specific, like, yeah, hey, uh, we're on the way, we're on our way, uh, to, to, to dinner. What's the name of the restaurant again? So I can, okay, great, yep, see you there. That, that kind of thing, yeah, you, of course, if you get a text. Several days later, it's not very useful, but I don't care if you don't text me back right away. If you don't text me back at all, it doesn't bother. But but then I turn around and I think, oh my god, I didn't I didn't immediately text them back with my whole life story. We're probably not friends anymore. And then you do the thing of where you just let it sort of fester, and then you're like, I still haven't gotten. Oh man, now it's just too late because they're gonna be like, oh, look who decided to text. Look who decided to show. Look who decided. Oh, but I go to these therapists and I, I don't know what it is. I wa I was, I was having a horrible day yesterday. I was miserable, very depressed, very overwhelmed, very just whatever. And you might say, oh, it's because it's winter, the low light in the cold. Mm. No question, there's something to that, you know, not not being able to just, like, hop on the scooter and ride around the block. That's that's a thing I can't wait. I mean, I guess I could hop on the scooter and ride around the block. My, my little, uh, my, my little whips are going to be cold. Maybe a little chap. <laughs> I, I might have to put on a few layers. 
I might might have to dress like I'm going skiing in order to not feel totally uncomfortable uh, riding a, a 20 mile an hour scooter around the block when it's 20 degrees. But uh, yeah, I mean, but I lo- I love winter. I'm looking outside right now, and I'm I'm so pleased that there's still at least some snow on the ground. I'm pissed that after 11 days of no sun, uh, the sun finally came out on Saturday, and I woke up and said, "Wow, the sun!" And then after a while, I was like, "Eh, eh, I've seen, I get it. Blue sky, bright sun, pretty shadows, pretty light. Okay, I'm ready for the clouds to come back." That goes back to being a child. Because I, when I think about, like, I was, I, yeah, I was a really sad kid. But I didn't, I, I don't I didn't make that overtly known. I, 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 uh, yeah, but I just, I remember I would, like, I, there were times where I would wake up in the morning, like on a Saturday or Sunday, and, the sun would be like you know coming through the curtains, and I, I mean there were t- as a, like a little like four or five years old, I don't know, and like I my eyes would start to well up with tears because I was so upset that it wasn't cl- I just wanted it to be cloudy, like a sunny day would stress. I, I don't know if it was the thought of like it's sunny and I I need to be out doing something. I need to be productive. The sun is that, and you think it's like. A fucking layer of <laughs> a fucking layer of ice and water is the difference between me being like happy and not happy, stressed out and relaxed. Like it's crazy. The sun's there. It's there all the time. It doesn't go anywhere. But then we get these little uh, gray clouds that that fill up the sky, and then that's it. I get. I still get. Uh, like. If I'm on a flight and it's like a cloudy, kind of gloomy day, that is one of the worst sensations is getting up above the clouds and suddenly it's like, oh my God, it's just sunny up here all the time because the clouds only go so far up. I mean, you know, some of the clouds go higher than others. Obviously, if uh, you're in a thunder and lightning situation, you... Probably a don't want to be in a plane at all, and b want to want to get above those clouds. But other than that, and frankly, I still want to be below the clouds when there's thunder and lightning, which is a ridiculous thing. But uh, anyway, I I yeah, and and then there's there's been periods of my life where I, I'm perfectly happy to see the sun. It's out right now. I'm not just I'm I am happy that it's sunny right now. I'm glad because we really had a long period of time. It was a little jarring on Saturday. I woke up and saw the sun was like, yeah, the sun. And then after like an hour, I'm like, "Ugh, that's enough. But I also, no matter what, I have a difficult time adjusting to change. And when it's been cloudy for almost two straight weeks, uh, which is a, a long time to have clouds. I've always said I like, I like three, the three day rule. I don't, I want the weather, whatever weather is happening, I don't want it to last more than three days just to, just to keep things interesting. So if you have three straight days where it's 40 degrees and sunny and both, all three days look exactly the same, the temperature differential is only like a degree or two, nothing noticeable. Okay. 
And then after the third day, let's let's do something else. Let's have a snowstorm, a thunderstorm, uh, something, something different. Uh, yeah. So I so in that sense, I like change. But then when the change happens, that's why I like. Mondays are really tough for me. And it's not like a Garfield, like, oh, it's Monday. But it's just that, like, it's the same. Like, Fridays are tough for me. Like, I get depressed on Friday because now I have to switch from what I, I like, you know, you kind of, Monday you come back and it's like, what, what do I do for a living again? Where do I work? What am I even doing? What am I working on? And then you get, you know, by the end of Monday, you're kind of back to it in the groove. You just have to get sort of reacclimated, refocused, uh, recalibrated for for work. I think that's that's it. It's all in the calibration. I don't calibrate well. I take a long time to calibrate. So when like I love Thursday night is probably my favorite night of the week because I don't really care if I don't get enough sleep because tomorrow's Friday. No big deal. If I'm tired, I'm tired. Thursday used to be, I don't, I don't drink really much at all, uh, you know, very rare occasions, but when I used to drink a lot, like my, I would try to, I'm trying to remember, I would not drink on Friday and Saturday night because I wanted my Saturdays and Sundays. I wanted to not have a hangover so I could enjoy those days. And then Sunday night I was fucking uh, knocking them back like crazy. Give me that wine cube from Target. <laughs> Give me that jug of Carlo Rossi. Uh, yeah, so, um, but Thursday, yeah, and Thursday would be like, I would treat Thursday like a Friday or Saturday. So that way I would have the hangover on Friday at work, and by the end of Friday, it was pretty much gone, and certainly by Saturday I'm feeling like a million bucks. Uh, but... <laughs> Anyways, I like Thursday because it's still like the whole weekend is ahead of you, um, but you don't have to you don't have to recalibrate just yet. You're still in work mode. There's just something about it. I like the the fact that it's got a little bit of both weekend feeling, but the work week it's strange. It's really weird. And then and then like last Thursday, I was in a really good mood, and uh, then last Friday. The next day, I was in a horrible mood. I was so fucking depressed. And I'm sitting there, what is different? Nothing. I don't know. Uh, and then just through the roof, through the roof anxiety all weekend. It's, it's just so silly. And then I get to say, like, I have this, uh, you know, this waiting, the waiting, whatever you want to call it. 11.30, I've got a... Uh, what do you call it? I gotta meet. Well, I guess it's eleven forty right now. I started. I suppose I started around eleven twenty. Um, yeah, and I've got this meeting, and it's at noon too. It's like, like this place, this place. They don't give a fuck. They they don't care what time it is. Seven in the morning, noon, eight at night, whatever. There's no. You know, I'm not having meetings at like two in the morning or anything like that, but I have before. <laughs> I I don't know that I, I when I think about it, I don't know if there's an hour of the day that in my entire career that I did not have that I can't say. Oh yeah, I had a meeting then once. Yeah, I had a meeting uh, in the middle of yeah one two a.m. 
Yeah, maybe maybe three four a.m. is maybe I, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't. Remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, I really am not what you would call a uh, a fan of the waiting because it's just like it's it's like this paralysis paralysis by analysis. I don't know overthinking. Like oh, if I. If I do one little thing, because I know that my brain is not going to just do that one thing, then it's going to remember to do another thing and another thing. And I'm going to, oh, I got to do this. Oops, I forgot about that. Oops, let me check that. And uh, like right now, I should be using this time. There's a few phone calls that I need to make. I need to make appointments for myself, for my kid. There's just various places that I need to actually like call on the phone and speak to a human. That's what I should be doing right now. The irony is I have, I dread it. Like picking up the phone and talking to somebody to try and like, it's the simplest of things. And some of this I've been putting off for months, months since like November. I could have taken five minutes out of my day in November and gotten this all squared away and we'd be good to go. That's another fun element of uh, (laughs) how my fucking stupid idiot mind works uh yeah uh i guess what was the last thing i guess what was the last podcast about the royal rumble maybe everybody's upset rock showed up on smackdown last week cody rhodes wins the royal rumble and then comes out on smackdown and says uh eh, i've decided roman reigns i want to fucking kill you I am I, I am so fucking hungry for that title and to beat you it, I, I can taste it it consumes my thoughts it consumes my every minute and I'm going to take that title but not at WrestleMania I'm going to do it another time I'm so hungry for it that I'm just going to patiently wait for it's already been a year what's a few more months and uh, I'm going to step aside because uh I have uh, I have taken counsel. He used that. I, I, it's sort of like nerdy. I have taken counsel this past week. It's like you talk to people. Just say you talk to people. Don't fucking take counsel. It's pretentious. Um. And uh, and the counsel was that like he talked to the. Listen, I think this is completely fucking made up stuff, and I don't really. I I don't care. I don't care what the fucking matches are at WrestleMania. I'm just... It's going to be fun. Some of the shit's going to happen the way you want it to. Some of it's not. What else is new? It's never... There's never going to be... A single event that just... Top to bottom is the greatest thing you've ever seen. WrestleMania 10 is one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. There's like... Maybe three. There's two excellent, outstanding matches, and the rest of it is crap. <laughs> uh, it's it's significant because it's Macho Man Randy Savage's last uh, match in a WWF pay per view. Oh man, the chimes toll for the. <laughs> we have 15 minutes. A 15 minute warning. Oh. I need a, I have a vacation. As simple as that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
so Cody comes out on Raw on SmackDown and says, "Hey, I want to fucking uh, I want to beat you so bad, Roman Reigns, I can taste it," which is why I'm stepping aside and letting The Rock have my spot. This yes, The Rock who has not wrestled, <laughs> uh, whose last title reign was in 2013, and wasn't so great, is now back and is going to be. That's the only outcome I don't. If The Rock beats Roman Reigns, that will really that'll be uh Brock Lesnar beating Undertaker level of like head scratching what the fuck why why did you waste that they waste I mean in 2014 I was pissed cuz I uh, they wasted this on Brock Lesnar he doesn't Brock Lesnar doesn't need this win and now Brock Lesnar's erased from history and it's probably going to stay that way best case scenario he's not erased from history but they just ignore him forever and you never see him again i can't imagine he's uh, unless something absolutely uh, insane happens where it turns out that brock lesnar was a, an undercover agent trying to expose the evils of sexual predator vincent k mcmahon but i i just have a hunch that that's not what he was doing uh yeah, that's a guy that I have been wanting to be off. It's so funny. Again, irony. There's a guy who I've wanted to be off my TV screen for, yeah, I would say probably around the time that he beat The Undertaker. I was just like, come on, enough. We get it. Brock Lesnar isn't even a full-time wrestler, and he's better than everyone, and he can just beat the shit out of anyone on the roster, and everyone else looks like a piece of shit by comparison. Yay. Can we do something else now? And they're like, yeah, Brock Lesnar's going to lose in like 90 seconds. Whoa, really? To who? Goldberg. Uh, okay. Okay. Goldberg. Huh. All right. That's dumb. But here we go. There's another guy that I... Please, please. The only, the only time I would want to see these guys... You know, if they were like, oh, Undertaker's going to have a match. Goldberg's going to... If they had, like, some... You know, if they just said, like, WrestleMania All-Star Legend, a Hall of Fame Battle Royal or something, something just, just fun. Just like, hey, wow. And it's really just so you can hear those iconic theme songs and maybe see, a, you know, a couple guys hit their finishing maneuvers and be eliminated. You know, it wouldn't be much longer than the gimmick battle... The gimmick battle royal, as Mean Gene would say, at uh, WrestleMania 17. But and I, I can't imagine that's ever going to... It'd be cool, though, if they had like, hey, it's 40 years of WrestleMania. We're going to have a, a 40, 40 Hall of Famers. Or 40, let's just say 40 legends. I don't know that there's 40 Hall of Famers who are physically able and available to uh, be in, in any kind of uh, match, but... Um, you know, just, they could do some stupid thing like that. I just don't, I don't, I don't know. It's cool when The Rock shows up and, uh, you know, but it, it's, there's, I, I don't know why, because Rock was one of my favorites. And when he comes back for just like a one-time thing, a, a cameo appearance at WrestleMania, that kind of thing, I love it. Like when he came back in September for the first time, it was like first time in like four years that he had been on WWE television. 
And he came back and he had a, you know, he and it was fun. It was really good. And then on January 1st, he came out and had his back and forth with Jinder Mahal and then teased the Roman Reigns thing, the head of the table thing. And I was, uh, I was good with that. I'm good with Rock versus Roman Reigns. Like, you should have that match. But boy, oh boy, the way they went about doing and which makes me think, like, either either I'm giving too much credit to people for being, like, you know, playing chess while we're all playing checkers. But history tells us, mm, no, not really. <laughs> um, so I'd like to think that this is kind of, but but this has been the plan. But then you hear, you hear tell of, uh, you know, The Rock, obviously, he's now on the board of directors, 30 million or whatever he's getting, and... He's got a ton of power and influence now in the company and that he just came in and said, I'm going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and that's the way it is and deal with it. And uh, I just, but I still feel like, you know, it was 10 years ago they did the Yes Movement. So I feel like, oh, they're just, they're trying to manufacture that same thing. Now, you can't manufacture a crowd chanting Rocky sucks, which is what they were chanting last night on Monday Night Raw, which was hilarious. Even Seth Rollins was like, wow, I got to say, I did not expect to hear that one. And I'm like, have you been paying attention? I absolutely, it's not going to be long before you hear die, Rocky, die, <laughs> which I hope not. That's a, that's really bad. Um, But clearly they're just doing anything they can, like hashtag whatever, justice for Cody hashtag rock for as I'm as I watched it all unfold over the weekend I, I had it on Friday I was like oh wow so it is they are gonna have rock versus Rome and I had the sound down because the wife and I were watching something and I, I I just had it on my iPad like on my lap on the couch Smackdown and uh yeah I said, oh wow here's Cody all right it's he's Cody's gonna challenge up oh, here comes the rock okay uh, maybe that's a triple threat match maybe they're like uh, you know, Rock's going to challenge the winner or Cody will challenge the winner or something. Uh, which is also something they could very easily do. But, um, yeah, so, okay, that's cool. And then I went back and watched him like, oh, Cody Rhodes just said, here you go, Rock, you can have my, here you go, Rock, who hasn't wrestled in over a decade you can just have my main event spot at the 40-year anniversary of WrestleMania. That has been my sole purpose in life <laughs> since I since I came back two years ago to finish the story. Oh Jesus Christ! We have, what? What else? What else? Why is everything a meeting? <sighs> yeah, a meeting. What's this? A new meeting? Sounds great. Can't wait. God, dude. All right. Anyway, it's fucking burnout, man. You you can. I don't. I don't. I don't think uh, doing more work has ever cured burnout, but that seems to be the only. <laughs> that seems to be the only way that I. Uh, the only option for me. Um, <laughs> what, a, I don't know, what, what, what are we talking about, The Rock, who cares, so it just seems like, it's, it's really, honestly, 
hilarious, but like not in a funny way, but like you get all this stuff about Vince and, and people are outraged about that as they should be. And it's all alleged, but you know, come on. Um, but man, oh man, you can just like, all of a sudden you drop this, oh, Rock's going to take Cody's spot at Russ. And everybody's like, what? Oh, this is the most pissed off I've ever, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in wrestling. <laughs> like, we're just, I, I, I think a lot of people are just in denial of things and they just want, they want it to be something other than what it is. Like, I'll be honest, ever since that Vince McMahon stuff came out, whatever two weeks ago almost I think Mick Foley put it in a good way he just feels like this weird sort of uh it's hard to describe but like this sort of like numbness emptiness darkness something like that and it just you just can't put your finger on it but you can't like make it stop and uh yeah trying to watch wrestling lately has been I, I do it I watch it you know, I watched a decent chunk of Monday Night Raw last night, and uh, I liked the stuff with like Cody and Seth and Drew and all that. But it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know, hard to hard to hard to say. So I guess maybe that's why I'm having a hard time like giving a shit about who's wrestling who at WrestleMania for a fucking fake championship belt. Like who? Oh, Roman Reigns is going to beat Hulk Hogan's uh, reign. Like, fine. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you're going to call him Roman Reigns, he better have a pretty long title reign. <laughs> oh, I got to go. Oh, yeah, but what I was talking about, being a people pleaser and stuff, as I got sidetracked into wrestling like I always do... Just to finish that thought, <laughs> Cody is, I, I, I still feel like somehow Cody is, I don't know. See, on the one hand, I think Cody's walking out of WrestleMania as a champion. What it's, what's starting to make more sense, the most sense to me is I thought, okay, this is to get people pissed at The Rock instead of Vince McMahon. Get people pissed at WWE creative instead of Vince McMahon. But now I'm starting to think, well, what if the plan is for Roman Reigns, and has always been the plan, for Roman Reigns to walk out of WrestleMania as the champ? It's entirely possible. Because if they want Roman Reigns beating uh, Hogan and Backlund and Sam Martino's records, which I think the, t uh, I think the longest was Sam Martino. Was, what would we, we did this the other day. It was like 4,000 some odd days. like... A long time, like seven, eight years, something like that. Which is stupid because, like, it was different back then. There weren't millions of, like, there's so many wrestlers nowadays. It used to be it was just, like, the same, like, 30 or 40 guys jumping back and forth between WWF and WCW, maybe ECW, what have you. And, and you'd get some new talent here and there. Now it's just, like... Uh, they're like coming off the assembly line. It's, you know, it's easier to get into wrestling. There's more resources. You can figure out stuff. And so like, yeah. So Bruno San Martino holding the title for that long. It's because like, who else is going to have it? And they're not doing pay-per-views every month. There was no pay-per-view back then. They don't have TV every week. You know, it's 
once in a while they probably had like uh, you know big time wrestling Saturday night MSG something like that and uh and so like yeah you can have them be the champion for a long time it's okay but and I'm I'm good with Roman being a champ for a long time like if Cody has to walk out of WrestleMania with Seth's title that's fine but I just I feel like they are saving Cody because if you had Cody go up against Roman Reigns for a second year where everybody's going to think like, yeah, like that's that's a bit obvious. Like, oh yeah, Cody's going to, they had him lose last year. Why is he going to lose the second year? You know, unless he just decided he's leaving WWE and that's his last match and they're going to have him look like an idiot on the way out the door, uh, which is not the case. But I'm thinking... Maybe the plan was for Roman Reigns to walk out of WrestleMania as champ. And if that was a second win over Cody, the second straight WrestleMania, eh, that could be, you could have a riot on your hands. You really could. So they're they're getting people to riot against the fact that Rock is going to be the one getting the spot and not Cody. But in the end, that could end up being okay. Either way, I just, I don't care. I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm just like, yeah. Vince McMahon's a rapist. <laughs> he took a shit on a woman's head. And no matter what, like, nobody fucking deserves that. Like, uh, it's... Uh, reading the comments, like, she has to have some accountability. What exactly? Like, even if you're like a, a, like a, like a prick tease or something like that, that doesn't mean you deserve to have horrible things happen to you. It's just, like, fuck off. And that people are, you know, people seem to be more upset over her, you know, trying taking advantage of kindly old Vince McMahon and holding him up for money so, so that she can have a great job and all she has to do is all these sexual things. Like, ugh, it's just so gross. And I don't even want, I, I, I'm just like, everything's exhausting to me. Everything's tired. I have no energy to be like mad, happy, and I just have no energy to be any emotion. I'm just... Here I am, and I have to go. I'll be back. I'm back. <laughs> I just ate a bowl of Cheerios, and it's... <clears throat> Pardon me. <sighs> God, I'm all like... I'm all fucked up. From Cheerios. Which is just probably not a sentence that a lot of people have said over the... What the... F- Milk? Ugh. Almond milk in my beard. <laughs> I need to shave this thing. I just, I didn't know what to do with it. And now it's just, I'm, I'm turning into like Jim the Anvil Neidhart with this thing sticking out. God, I'm so, I'm so ugh, whatever. What the hell were we talking about? I don't know. I'm just, I got to wrap it up. I stopped for a second and uh, had that meeting. It ended uh, way early, which is great. But now, <clears throat> but now I have another meeting in an hour. That's this is the thing. It's not the meetings. It's the positioning of the meetings, where you just have like thirty minutes, an hour between. An hour is like I need that. The hour is the time it takes me to just like get organized, figure out what I'm doing. Maybe if I, depending on what I'm doing, I might sketch some things out, uh, do a little trial and error, error, 
did a little bullshit. And then I'm like in this, it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's the pivoting that's hard. Like, okay, I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. I get on calls and people ask me stuff about shit that I, and I'm just like, what, what are you talking about? Was that Canadian there for, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, uh, my brother Owen, uh, I said under no circumstances ever, uh, never ever would I face my brother Owen in the ring. Not ever. But I lied, and I'm going to face Owen at WrestleMania 10. <clears throat> Brett, you lousy, no good brother! <laughs> I'm not going to do <laughs> What about me? There's some, some old references from 30 years ago. I can't believe 1994 was 30 years ago. Because 1994 was like... Yeah. 90s. We're, we're well into the 90s. This is like the next... I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking. But then I think about 1994. In 1994, uh, I did not know what the internet was. I didn't... It's just like, wow... 1994. That's kind of like the last year that was like that. Because then in 95, we got a computer with... Or we, we had a computer. We got AOL. We got online. We were, we were Americans who got online. America online. <laughs> and then everything just got way better. And nothing got worse at all when the internet... <laughs> since since the internet became a, a household thing that's it's weird to me too like there's certain things that I just don't really think about and then somebody will post a goddamn meme and it'll have a picture of a like a corner computer desk uh, you know with the monitor and the tower and the speakers and the whole setup it's like remember these old timey setups I'm like, old-timey? Why, that's my setup. <laughs> no. But I think about it. It's, it is funny. It's like, yeah, that, you know, that whole sort of corner thing where you had, yeah, you had the printer here and the monitors there and you you, pr you turn the computer, you turn on your PC with your foot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's Oh yeah, I think. Oh yeah, wow. I guess that shit is really long gone. Like the last time I had a desk in the corner of a room that had the computer. I, I don't. Jesus, I don't even know. 2012, maybe. It was a computer that I didn't even use, so it was just like, all right, this is a desk I have, and I'll just put it here, and my computer will go on it. Whatever. Uh. Did I did I get to everything I wanted to? Yeah, so it's it's tough to it's tough to have a meeting and to like be able to be distracted with other things. About the only thing that I can really do that I can just jump in and out of is this, because there isn't any structure. It's just talking. And uh, yeah, last when I when it's just me talking and nobody can interrupt me and I can just. Blab is it bl blabber, blather on, as long as I want. Th that's uh, that's easy for me. That's like the one thing I can do easily, is just talk about nothing. 
So, last night, I was just having the worst day. Just so fucking distressed and miserable, hungry. I didn't have lunch. I didn't, you know. Which is pretty typical. And, uh, and, and then I realized I had therapy. That's, and, and so, and, and not, not virtual. I had to get in a car. This is, this is a therapist. This is my drug therapist, I guess. You know. Prescribes the medications, keeps the refills coming, all that good stuff. And then, you know, I, and then we'll have, you know, these every couple of months, we have a check in every two, three months, whatever it is. And, uh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Meds, yeah, we're good. Don't need to, don't need to add, don't need, excuse me, don't need to subtract. Just, I think it's a pretty good cocktail as it is right now. Or there's been times where I'm like, dude, I, I, this isn't enough. And she'll, you know, I think I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, so, but but also, she's a good uh, person to talk to. She's not just there to like, what drugs do you need? Okay, see you next time. We have a thirty-minute session, and uh, and it's nice. And she's a nice person, and she's a very smart person. She's really just uh, couldn't say enough good things about her. Except for the fact that she used to be like 10 minutes away and now she's 30 minutes away. And it's not 30. Well, with traffic, 30. Last night I got lucky. It didn't take that long. Um, But I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to go. I'm, and I, I usually talk to these therapists and I have it in my head that like, because this is that like people pleasing thing. Because I've had this whatever. <laughs> depression sort of state like since forever as far back as I can remember just didn't know what it was I just thought like yeah no it's just I'm just supposed to be sad a lot I think a lot of people are just sad a lot and I'm just you know I'm not really <clears throat> feeling so great most you know a lot of the time um and so uh I I, I think I think what I had developed over the years was like, okay, yeah, it's like that, it's masking, where just no matter how bad, how shitty, you don't want to burden people with your problems. You don't want to, like, uh, you know, you know how anybody who's worked in like retail or customer service knows the worst, you know, somebody walks into your store, like, hey, how you doing? And most people are like, good, how are you? Not bad. It's not an actual question. It's a bull. It's empty nothing. It's just a greeting. You know? Like in, in French, they say, ça va, which means like, how you doing? And the same thing means doing well. You know, ça va? Yeah, oui, ça va. Et toi? Yeah, ça va très bien. How you doing? Good. You? Good. Great. That's it. We don't actually care. Nobody's actually asking. So you'd get that person who would come in and be like, hey, how you doing? Like, not good. <laughs> and then it's like, are you trying to get me to ask you more questions about why you're not feeling good and help you feel better? Like, what, do you, what, what, what am I supposed to do with this? And most of the time I would just be like, ah, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully you'll find something here that will make your life better. <laughs> In the music department of Barnes & Noble. <laughs> uh, and so, like, 
but but for me, I always like no matter what, you know, a lot of people, no matter how good or if you, you know, you, you see somebody at a funeral, like how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. How about you? Yeah, not bad. That's bullshit. Unless it's somebody you don't like and you went to the funeral to make sure they were really dead and then you saw the corpse and you're like, well, all right, I'm doing great now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this motherfucker owed me money and I just uh, I just pulled the ring off his finger. <laughs> so we're good. Oh, jeez. Um, isn't that a ridiculous thing, by the way? Like the people, people being buried with like valuable treasures like just it's it's like it's just like digging a hole and just throwing money in the ground and burying it and being like nah i could give it to my kids i can give it to friends i could donate it to charity i could do any but i'm not going to because i'm such a fucking asshole i'm so goddamn uh conceited and self-centered i'm just gonna take i am gonna take it with they say you can't take it with you but i'm going to anyways just in case, just just in case, I need these quality, these expensive quality items that could make somebody in my family's life much easier if they were able to make a, a buck or two off it, or or maybe keep it for sentimental reasons or whatever the case may be. But I've I'm not that, that's not for me. That's why I, I you know my grandparents were both cremated. Easy peasy. You had a box of ashes. You put it in the ground. There you go. No clothing. Uh, no, uh, you know, just that's it. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, you know, hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Thanks. Great. Okay. And that's that's really it. And I, uh, my worst day, I'm still like, yeah, doing, doing well, doing well, doing great. I I've even upgraded. Just be like, yeah, doing great. How about you? Uh, that's not necessarily true. Uh, but yeah, but I've found that not only do I not want to burden, like, you know, a lot of people with how I'm doing, uh, I also don't want to burden the people who are professionally trained to help with such things and whose purpose is and who's who I am paying to help me. And so I show up in these things, and they always, they're like, man, you're, you're just doing great. You know, your meds are, everything, you're doing all the right stuff, everything's great. And then like last night, I was having a good, I got, you know, I, I kind of got rolling, I'm talking, because like, I don't, you know, I talk to, I talk to the, the wife and kids, but they're at school, they're, they're gone during most of the day. And then when they came, come home, I'm still working. And then by the time I'm done, they're kind of off doing this. So, uh, and and so it's like my family, my coworkers, and not much else. I guess this podcast—that's who I talk to on a regular basis. And so I go to uh, therapy, and it's nice because now I, you know I know this therapist pretty well. Now it's been a couple of years. We're uh, you know friendly, and it's it's she's a good person. But I realize. I'm not treating, you know, I'm just like, and I think part of it too is I don't want to add medications. I don't want to add dosage. I just, like, I th I think with a lot of people, not everybody, because sometimes you just need, there's, there's 
nothing but medication can help you. Despite what idiots say about uh, some fucking idiot saying like, uh, before you decide to go on meds, uh, just just exercise two times a week first and see how that goes. And I'm like, dude, I do that every time I'm feeling bummed out and it makes me feel a million times worse. It's like, that's not the cure. It might, yes, it might help if you're in good shape and all this. That also doesn't mean jack shit sometimes. Like if real true depression is not is not just going away because you you started you know doing push-ups every morning, uh. But yeah, it it, it does help. I'm I'm not saying it doesn't, but it's like that's you know such a stupid thing to say, and like shaming people who are on Medicaid. Like just stop being stupid. Just I wish there was a pill that they could take that is just like. Let's them become self-aware, like dumb people, or any people for that matter. Like, I, I wish there was just like a really good, like, self-awareness drug. But that it was harmless enough that they could just put it in, like, the drinking water. <laughs> Make everybody self-aware and just like, oh, I'm, maybe I'm not that smart. Maybe I should shut the fuck up about stuff that, like, doctors have spent their whole lives <laughs> studying and working on and uh, researching. It's just a general... It sounds like I'm hitting at the anti-vax people. Not really, per se. Just, like, the people who think they... You know, I read something on... I fucking Googled something and read a bunch of Wikipedia shit and some tweets and some YouTube videos. And so now I'm just as qualified as the medical professionals and the, the science and uh, medicine community. Uh, just overall, you know, fucking Toby Keith died. And you look at the comments and it's either good riddance to Toby Keith or Toby Keith, what a great patriot. And then there's the third group. Ah, Toby Keith died. Yeah, you know what else? Toby Keith was vaccinated. Okay. <laughs> I mean, with that logic, vaccinations kill everybody because we're all going to die. It's, I don't know. Uh, it's just, uh, we've, it's, it's, it's not only that we seem to be getting dumber and dumber and dumber, but we seem to celebrate it more and more and more. Like, it's, it's like a badge of honor to just be like unapologetically chest thumpingly stupid. Like again, like people think that like Andrew Tate and Joe Rogan are like these great fucking Elon Musk. They think these are like the great minds. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> uh, uh what else? Yeah, so so I went to the, the last night, and I'm just feeling so tired, and I'm down, and I'm just like, I'm just not feeling it. And I don't, don't want to drive. I had a ton of shit to do, and I still do, and I didn't want to drive all the way. It's like, oh, God, it's like an hour of driving. It's, it's going to be like two hours before I get back here, and then I can finish doing the shit that I'm working on. Which, by the way, I was very proud of myself. I came home last night with every intention of just going back upstairs and Getting work done. And really, I have been... 
if there's one thing that I am doing well as of late, it is uh, getting my shit done, but not killing myself to do it. You know, if I look up and the clock says that it's like 5.30, 6, 6.30, okay, I'm done. I've gone quite a bit over. You know, I probably didn't eat lunch because I almost never do. And even if I do eat lunch, I run downstairs and I'll like, I'll throw some peanut butter and jelly and grab some grapes or something. Like what? Like the quickest thing that I can do. Like if, if there's a cold pizza, I'll throw a slice of pizza in the air fryer for three minutes. And then I'll, I'll, I'll rinse my grapes while that's cooking. And then I have my, my lunch. But And there's other times, and that's most of the time, where it doesn't happen. Which is not good. It's like my eating habits are horrendous at the moment. And I do get fruit and vegetables, but not enough. And not with enough consistency like I should be. Um, anyway, but I have, I've been, you know, I came home from therapy and I said, mm, yeah, no, I'm not going to do this shit. <laughs> Fuck that. If they, you know, I, I, and that's, you know, the other thing too is it doesn't help you if if you go if you work beyond the hours that you're supposed to be working and listen again sometimes that you have to sometimes it's just there's time sensitive deliverables they must get done uh <laughs> but a lot of times that's that's like the exception and for me for way too many years it's just been the rule just like I'll just I'll just work until it's done and then you think about like, okay, as I said before, uh, the only people who, who really know and are really impacted by all your hard work and working late and working long hours is uh, your kids, your spouse, your friends, your fa- you know, people who you're could be spending more time with. Uh, and the, you know, the fact that I would be replaced fucking tomorrow if I dropped dead today. They'd have somebody in my seat within, like, uh, a month. (laughs) At the most. Probably less than that. Probably, you know, it's like... You just keep moving. And, uh... And so a lot of times, I I try to... I, I, I've, my, my career has now been long enough that I have, like, old memories of work. And the first job where I really worked, you know, beyond the, the eight hours uh, on a pretty regular basis, nobody gave a fuck about that. And uh, now when I think back, all I, th- all I can picture is me sitting with just my little desk lamp on and all the lights are off and it's dark out and you can hear you know, a lot of hustle and bustle on the streets below the city streets. Cause people are, they're all, they've been done with work for hours. They're going to dinner. They're going to a show. They're, you know, fun stuff, going to a game, whatever. And then I was just sitting there finishing things up and then getting home way too late. And sometimes late, you know, after my kids had gone to bed. So I was like, okay, wow. A whole day went by. I didn't even see my kids. Uh, I, try to think about that now because there you could give me all the time in the world to think back of like what was it that I was working on that was so goddamn important that I had to be there so late doing so many things I couldn't tell you 
No fucking idea. <laughs> and so I think about that and I think like, okay, is this something that like, uh, you know, can wait maybe till tomorrow? And uh, so far the answer uh, pretty much 100% of the time is yes, it can. And then I'm done. And I go downstairs because it's like, this is my fucking time. And it's like, I, it's a privilege to be able to work from home. I fucking love it. But if it's at the, you know, if you get to a point where you're like, you're, you're still seeing your family even less in work from home than if you were in an office, like that's a problem. Now it's, I would still prefer this because I can take little breaks, you know, my wife gets home from work usually about quarter to two in the afternoon. She leaves around quarter after two to pick up the kids from school. And for, you know, for at least 10 or 15 minutes of that time, we'll talk. Just catch, how was your day? What's going on? Whatever. And it's nice. Like, okay, I could if I was at an office, I couldn't do that. And that's why this is, no matter what, working remote was always better. For me, anyways. Um, <laughs> the bootlicking crowd that thinks you have to work 80 hours a week and uh, rise and grind and all that stuff and be in the office for, you know, anything to really matter. Go ahead. Keep doing it then. Fucking do your fucking old-timey shit. It put a nice tie on, too, you fucking idiot. Ugh. <sighs> These are the uh, teacher you forgot to give us homework people. Anyway. Uh, they should put something in the drinking water that stops people from being that type. You forgot to give us homework. You guys should be in the office. That work doesn't count if you're doing it comfortably at home. You should be miserable like me. And the boss can see you. And they say, wow. That's somebody I should promote because they're right here in person. Not doing a goddamn thing, but they're here. Like, shut up. So, uh, so yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been doing, doing a pretty good job of like being done at a reasonable time. And, uh, yeah, so, but, but yesterday I was just, I, I left the house. I'm just feeling like shit. I'm just so I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I'm just I'm hungry. I didn't eat anything. And uh, and then I got to the thing, and I'm just like, all right. Well, this is good though because I'm in such a lousy mood that she can see a little bit more of like the real me. I'm not gonna pretend to you know put on the charm and put on you know smiling and laughing. And of course, I know myself well enough to know that's a complete lie. And sure enough, as soon as I walked into her office, it's like, hey, 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 how you doing? Yeah, all right. How was your holiday? How was, you know? And what I really want to do is say, like, I'm so fucking depressed. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not to bring you down, you out there. Uh, I'm like, not even shit that I can control. Just like. It's the probability of any of this existing is so minuscule. And then within that, the probability of you, you, the individual, you as in you, as in me, as in each and every one of us, like 
That's you talk about winning the lottery, and yes, I know not everybody is born into uh, a nice, comfortable, happy life, and that sucks. But the fact that like existence exists and this uh, seemingly <laughs> empty, at least uh, of any other kind of sentient life forms, solar system, galaxy, whatever, the immediate area, <laughs> the immediate radius of our little, uh, our little neighborhood here that we call Earth, like, it doesn't seem to be a whole hell of a lot else going on, uh, from, from that regard, you know, I was watching a video, like, the most dangerous planets, it's outside our, and, and it was, and, and it's like, uh, oh, there's a planet that just rains, um, razor sharp <laughs> razor sharp uh, shards of ice and water and and then there's a planet that's so hot uh but the gravity is so much that they have um ice that will burn you alive like being in lot but it's ice and uh and you know oh and this one has winds that travel uh, just under the, the you know the speed of sound and you would uh, be bl just all this stuff that's what most of it is it, most of it's a whole lot of nothing and here we are and we've got every fucking thing that we need you know we got good air water whatever and we're also in a place where we could like we we could make it so that you know, people could be happier and more comfortable and more secure, uh, you know, from whatever perspective, financial or anything else. Uh, we could get, a, you know, everybody could go to college if they wanted to and not be in debt forever as a, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, man, we really, this is, this is really some kind of miraculous thing. And I'm not saying it's like a, a you know, a divine uh, something I'm just saying it's I think it's a miracle of science <laughs> pure like this and it didn't and, and and I think what's hard for us to grasp is that like it didn't happen overnight it didn't even happen over the course of like a few thousand or even a few million years it's billions billions of years like it's it's so far back it's it's for me anyways I can't I can't fully comprehend it. The only thing more difficult is going back to the very beginning and trying to figure out how that all happened. Because to me, none of it is, it's like, <laughs> you know, you read you read Genesis and it's like, you know, God did that. And then he made some trees over here and he put the ocean over there and then the desert's going to go right here. and the, Okay. And then he took a nap. As as all supreme beings need to do, he's got. I'm like, gotta take a nap, man. Oh man, whoever designed me should have uh, done a better job. I should, I'm I, I'm the fucking I'm God. I don't need it. What do I need? A rest? I need a nap. I'm all knowing, all powerful. I exist everywhere at all times, but you know, you make a few million trees. And it's it's a little draining. My back is sore. I got over. I got all going. So anyway, that that's like okay. That's yeah. And where did this uh, supreme being come from? Just always always been there. 
which is also kind of willing. What? And then you think like Big Bang Theory. Okay. That starts to make a little more sense. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a physicist. I'm not a, you know, I don't know anything. I'm stupid. But I can, you know, okay. This, and again, this isn't just like in the course of like two seconds. uh, Boom. We had nothing. And now here's the universe. I mean, it did happen pretty quickly relative to like, uh, you know, I don't know what the average time is uh, on a, on a universe creation project, but it's probably, probably a good length of time. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, just, you think about like, you know, the fucking stars, the whole thing, it's still, there's still so much we don't know. And it's, it's interesting to research it and like, you know, listen to, experts talk about it and ponder things yourself no matter how silly or stupid they might be uh but it's but it also it's just like but i i like okay there was nothing and then the one little teensy weensy little this one little particle and then it started and then the fucking thing you know it, it all expanded and it's all it's like yeah but again and my pea brain just thinks, okay, well, everything has to come from something. And people say, like, oh, maybe we're in a simulation. Like, okay, it's why not? A really good simulation is very, very realistic. But who is running this simulation? Where you know, do we have is it like the Matrix? We have like actual bodies somewhere, and we're just plugged into them. It doesn't. Maybe seems also silly. But also, well, we're, we're, you know, everything comes from something. Again, like chicken or the egg. (laughs) I know it's not like that. It's not just like an egg showed up or a chicken showed up. was like, hey, guys, I'm a new species. I'm called the chicken. And I lay eggs with other chickens in them. But, (laughs) uh, you know, I, I don't know. I know, uh, I heard Adam West one time on, uh, back when I used to listen to Nerdist podcasts, and, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago, shortly before, you know, only a couple years before he died, but anyway, uh, he was on there and he was, he said to Chris Hardwick, it seems as though the older I get, I'm not going to do that, he said the older I get, the more... I become aware of how much I don't know, which I thought was like such a, uh, like, it's just one of those like simple statements, but it's like, oh yeah, right. Cause like for a certain period of time, I, I didn't really think about that stuff. And you kind of, you, you know, you accept things that are told to you and you think, okay, well, I can trust these, these adults. They must know something that I don't know. And then you get older and you realize, nope, nobody knows anything. We're just fucking, you know, doing whatever, doing whatever we can to, to, to go along. And, uh, yeah. To, and, and to hear Adam West say that, like, that's, you know, that's a, I think, I think that's a very intelligent thing to say because you think like, oh, you get older, you get wiser. Yeah. But wouldn't part of that wisdom being to acknowledge how much 
no matter how much you do know, there is so much that you do not know. And it will remain that way because there is just so much out there. You just can't know everything about everything. Anyway, so that's, that's that's where I find myself. I'm getting older, and I'm just like, man, we just we're just here, and we just sort of. I mean, what else can you do? You have to accept that no matter how it happened, here we are. Cool. Uh, you know, you won the lottery in that regard. But uh, it's it's like, oh man, we just we're here, and we we've got this nice big rock to uh to hang out on it's pretty good everything seems to suit us pretty well yes some places are pretty uninhabitable for whatever reason too hot too cold lack of resources just whatever but most places are not too bad there's a lot of ocean tons of water you know we we got what we need and yet we still say, mm, but that's not enough. I think what I would like to do is kill a bunch of people and take what they have. And I'm going to get a bunch of bunch of my guys to 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 help me do that. You know, they're gonna they're gonna just we're gonna just fuck shit up because I want more. It's not enough to just like exist in this beautiful earth and enjoy what I have. I want more and I don't want to ask for it. I just want to fucking take it. Or, you know, hey, let's, it's just, I don't, I, I don't understand it. So it's hard to not be like bummed out. Sorry, it's a bummer of a podcast. I'm trying to not be bummed out, but you can't just flip a switch. And then I think, okay, it's, it's winter, but I, I don't know, man. There's there's been quite a few winters where I wasn't this down. Ah, yeah. Uh what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, so anyway, so I get into the fucking thing, and I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been trying to, you know. Not to work so much, you know. Like, it works crazy, and there's so stuff. And you know, we had a nice, good talk, and we're just kind of like laughing. You know, she laughs at my jokes. I mentioned something about like you know how much I don't like you know realizing things about myself, and one of those things is I don't like to give back of my time. As I've said on this podcast, I'll write a check, or you know, figuratively speaking, in most cases, or send a Venmo, whatever. Uh, it's, you know, school's doing a fundraiser. Great. Here's here's some buckaroonies. Just as long as I don't have to volunteer and do anything. That's all that matters to me. And, uh, and during my two years as secretary of the elementary school PTO, I realized just how much I don't like giving back. Because I dreaded those PTO meetings. Because uh, very nice people. Really a lot of decent folk. And, uh... It was more like, uh, this subject matter is so boring. Uh-huh, uh-huh, school needs a new playground, yeah, okay. And my youngest kid is leaving the school at the end of the year, so I don't really give a shit. Okay, cool, yeah, let's brainstorm some fundraising ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, and, and actually the therapist was like, yeah, but that's like, it's not a bad thing to say, like, you... 
value your time. That is the most important commodity. And to give your time to somebody, it has to really be me. You know, it has to be somebody who really means something to you. Like, yeah, okay, you. Yeah, she gets it. You get it. And I was, I left. I was like, all right, see you in two months. Okay, all right, okay, bye bye, okay. And uh, and I went downstairs and I had a smile on my face. And as soon as I got outside, I was just like back to just like stone faced, like, eh. because I, you know, what I just said to you about like we're on this fucking planet. It's just us as far as we know, and we still can't stop blowing each other up. And blowing up fucking hospitals and kids and all this bullshit, and uh, you know, just whatever. We, we, it's it, it's just uh, to me like the thought of uh, whatever. Huh. Like, but what what am I gonna? I'm gonna say that to my therapist, and they're gonna say what? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking sucks. <laughs> and then I say like, yeah, I think quite often I think a lot about death. And then the death itself is not something I fear. There's really not even a fear. It's almost more like anger. Like, oh man. And this, I never, ever thought about this until, and this is what, you know, my fucking asshole brain, the day my first child was born, and I was holding them for the first time in the delivery room, just like, oh my God. This is this is crazy. I don't know what to do. Nobody. What am I doing? I'm gonna hold this kid and like I, I gotta keep this kid from like uh, I, I'm I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> There's been a mistake. Uh, you know, and then you look at the kid and it's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the best. And then of course, uh, this, this is classic me brain. Which is to say, oh man, you seem really happy. You're really enjoying this moment. Hey, just a reminder, you're here for their birth, but you won't be here <laughs> at the end. You're you're going to have to leave before that happens. And that's what, yeah, that's what my fucking brain out of nowhere said to me in that goddamn delivery room. As I'm holding my firstborn child for the first time, minutes after becoming a parent, Bringing life, seeing a life come into this world is the most, I can't even describe it. It's amazing. And then I'm holding this kid and just like, I, I, this is, I can't believe this. And then, I, and then, yeah. And then my brain's like, oh yeah, just a reminder. <laughs> You're going to die someday. And that's the thing. I just, I get pissed. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, I, I like, I like, I like it here. I like my friends, I like my, you know, and I know where we're all going to, but like, eh, ah, I don't need to know what comes next. I'm good with what's right here. Cause this, I know. <laughs> so it's just like that. Like, and then I just say, stop, stop thinking about those. And then I, then then of course that just makes me think more about it. Anyway, I'm, I'm incredibly tired. And I have so much to do. So I'm going to end this on a very happy note. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Uh, actually, I'm going to wait. I, I, I've got a, yeah. I've got an audio clip that I want to play. But I'm going to do a separate. 
I'm going to post that separately because at this point, nobody's listening. I guarantee you nobody has made it this far. Everybody got so bummed out. Like, oh, my God. And uh, so I'm going to do just a separate one, and it's it's a little uh, little taffy time. So look for that to come. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to go. That's it. Right? Anything else? No. All right. See ya.